Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We are honored tonight. Welcome to Monday Night Revival. Are you glad to be in the house of God? I can tell you're glad to be here. I feel expectation in the room. I said, I feel expectation in the room. I can tell you're glad to be here. Amen, amen. We are so honored to have Evangelist Bobby Wade with us. Amazing uh, man of God. And uh, we honor him tonight and thank God for the fivefold ministry. Bible says, the Bible says that, 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 that the fivefold ministry, pastors, evangelists, teachers, apostles, uh, prophets, they're, they're necessary to the body of Christ. And Brother Wade, we, we as a church receive you tonight as a prophet of the Lord. And how many are thankful for the fivefold ministry in this room tonight? How many are going to preach with the preacher? Amen. Let's welcome Brother Wade as he comes to preach to us. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise because there is a victory and a celebration in this house tonight. Well, praise the Lord. If you're looking for an invitation to get involved with what the Lord is doing, uh, consider this your invitation. There is a The gift of faith is in this building. Well, hallelujah. And I am excited about it. And I'm thankful for it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to uh, clap our hands one more time, but I want us to lift our voice up and let our voice out. Some of you ain't opening your mouth yet. If you want a miracle, you ought to open your mouth right now. Hallelujah! There's only a couple references to clapping your hands in the Bible, but there's there's over 400 references to opening your mouth and shouting unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And what an honor it is to be here. See, I I will tell you here tonight, I will tell you how to get God to download and attach something to your life that you'll never be able to get rid of. Hallelujah. And that's how you do that is you make a big deal when his presence shows up. When his presence shows up, if you'll make a big deal about it, God will download something on you and attach something to you, and it'll go home with you. Okay, I got three or four of you to believe that. Would you like something to go home with you here tonight? Praise the Lord. Now, you can be seated. I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost if you don't mind. But I don't want you standing up and getting so wore out that you do not participate with what the Lord is going to do. 
Hallelujah. Um, I heard a story some time ago, uh, just a little bit ago, as a matter of fact, I heard a story about a man of God, uh, powerfully used of God, prophet of God. I, I, we use the word used sometimes. It's, uh, let's, let's just try to change that. He was uh, powerfully partnered with God. How's that? And uh, he was at this meeting, and he looked at this woman who was in a wheelchair, and he, when he looked at her, he said uh, to her, he said, Sis, uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you, you can get up now. You're healed. And she just looked at him, much like y'all are looking at me. And so she didn't move. And he went up to her again. The Lord said to him, go to her and say, she's healed. You can get up now. And he went to her and he said, uh, sis, you can get up now. The Lord has healed you. Well, he spoke to her a third time. And he said, I thought, well, maybe she doesn't understand the English language. So he tried another method, praise the Lord. And he, he could speak Spanish, so he spoke Spanish to her. And that didn't register either. <clears throat> praise God. And uh, so that was three times. Well, he left that meeting and went up to up the road. Now, this was at a conference he was at, and then he went up the road to uh, a local church, and when he got there, here comes that woman wheeling into the church. And here he is. He looks at her, and the Lord says to him, tell her again, you can get up now. You've been healed. And she just looks at him. And about that time, he said, God, what in the world are you doing? What's going on? And he said, uh, about, he said, the Lord spoke to him a fifth time and said, tell her she can get up now. She's been healed. And I don't know if she got tired of hearing it, but she just made up her mind she was going to try to get up out of that chair. And when she put her foot out to try to get up out of that chair, the Lord touched her and instantly healed her. And she got out of that chair right there in that service. Well, Brother Wade, sound man, if y'all can give me a little more monitor up here. At well, Brother Wade, what does that got to do with me? Well, on the way out of the hotel, something just downloaded on me. And I, I just felt to tell some of you in this church right now that you're healed and you can get up now. It's time for you to get up and do what the Holy Ghost has told you to do. I come to tell the anchor in this house tonight, you are healed. Now get up and go ahead and do what God said. 
Come on, somebody. You're healed, and it's time to get up. You're healed, and it's time to move. You're healed, and it's... Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody... Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're healed, and it's time to get up. You're healed, and it's time to move. You're healed, and it's time to take territory. You're healed, and it's time to operate in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I don't think some of you meant it yet, but look at them again and say, you're healed. Uh, maybe they didn't hear, hear you, but tell them you're healed, and it's time to get up. You're healed, and it's time to operate. You're healed, and it's time to lay hands on the sick. You're healed, and it's time to cast out devils. Lay your, raise your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now and receive that into your spirit. Ah, hataya shataya kataya moshendeya katoma satoya hakaya. Woo! I curse every lying spirit. I curse every spirit that's wounded your confidence. I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. I command it to be broken right now. Every spirit that has tried to wound your confidence, I take authority over it right now. I lose healing power into your confidence. Now that you said it to somebody else, lay your hand on your head and say it to yourself. I am healed and it's time to get up. I'm healed and it's time to get up. I'm healed and it's time to hear from God. I'm healed. Something's transpiring in this atmosphere right now. I'm healed. I'm healed. I can get up now. I'm healed. I can minister to somebody now. You feel that? That's the victory of the Lord. That is the atmosphere. There is the atmosphere is shifting. A song didn't do that. As much as I appreciate the singing, the word of God does that. The word that comes out of your mouth does that. It changes something. Some of us didn't get it on the first round, so put your hand on your head again and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm healed and I can get up. I'm healed and I can move with the Holy Ghost. I'm healed and I can flow with the Spirit of God. Woo! Everything that wounded my, my human spirit, I'm healed of it right now. 
everything, every word that went into my human spirit that came from another source, I, it stuck in me. But by the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, it is loose from me right now and I am healed. And the Bible says, because see, when you open your mouth and you begin to say things that God is saying, then it attracts heavenly hosts. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that when, that when the ten spies told Moses, we cannot conquer the land... The Bible said that there was Caleb and Joshua, and the Bible says of that man Caleb, he had another spirit with him. He had another spirit with him. And because he had heard what the heavenlies were saying, he opened his mouth when they said, we can't do it. He opened his mouth and he said, oh, we be well able to do it. That's because he had another spirit with him. The enemy said, you, we, the, the ten spies said, we can't do that. But Caleb said, what do you mean we can't do that? We, our God has already caused water to come out of a rock. What do you mean we can't do that? Our God has already caused manna to fall down on the ground. What do you mean we can't take this city? Our God has already parted a Red Sea. What do you mean we can't have victory? What do you mean we can't have a breakthrough? When you start opening your mouth and agreeing with what God says, you have another spirit about you. Oh, my. And God is trying to introduce us to operating in his and cooperation with his spirit <sighs> praise God what do you mean God's not going to give us a breakthrough in this church what do you mean we're not going to have victory here well, praise the Lord. What do you mean you're not going to have victory in your life? Look what God's already done for you. What do you mean you're not going to? I'm going to say it again. What do you mean you're not going to have a miracle in your house? What do you mean you're not going to have a miracle in your finances? What do you mean you're not going to have a miracle in your family? Look what God's already done. Oh, somebody open your mouth and say, it's going to happen. Because I have another spirit. I've got a different opinion than what the ten spies have. Because your words activate the spirit world. Well, hallelujah. Your words activate the spirit world. I'm going to say it one more time. Your words activate the spirit world. 
Bible said in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, I believe it is. Is this okay? The book of Matthew, chapter 12, the Bible says that you're going to give an account for every idle word. I-D-L-E, every idle word. Well, I just, you know, Pastor Bounds, I just blazed right through that passage of Scripture uh, I just blazed right past it because, you know, I, I didn't, well, I, you know, I didn't know if I had told or, you know, was laughing because I like to laugh and cut up. I, I didn't want to be, you know, judged for that because I like to laugh. But that was not what that word means at all. The word idle there means to be unemployed or to be barren. So the Lord said to me, he said, every time you open your mouth and you speak words that are not employed with my purpose, you're going to have to give an account for that. Every time you open your mouth and it doesn't produce a harvest, you're going to have to give an account for that. Because he said, Bobby, I got news for you. I never speak a word that doesn't produce a harvest. Oh, y'all, did y'all get that right there? And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know something in this house. The enemy has got us caught up in saying stupid stuff out of our mouths. The enemy has gotten us caught up in saying stuff out of our mouths that doesn't, that makes no sense whatsoever. And it's not employed with God's uh, harvest. It's not employed with God's purpose. Are y'all still out there with me? See, I'm going to tell you something right now in this. Uh, right now, you need to know. Uh, remember I told you. Uh, remember I told you your words activate the spirit world. Uh, Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know here tonight that right this very moment, there is a court case in the heavenlies against you. Yes. And how can I prove that? Well, uh, Pastor Cody, the Bible tells us uh, that the devil is the accuser or the prosecuting attorney of the brethren. Well, he can't prosecute you without evidence. He can't prosecute you without evidence. So he has to build a case against you. Well, how does he do that? He gets the words that you speak out of your mouth that is not employed with God's purpose. Are you hearing me now? Because he wants God. He can't do nothing to you, but he wants God to prosecute you. And so when you start saying stuff out of your mouth uh, that doesn't line up with God's purpose, uh, then he has evidence to use against you. Uh, but oh, I came here to tell that devil here tonight uh, that he's a liar. Uh, I come to tell the anchor here tonight that when you repent of those words that you spoke, the blood of Jesus stands up and says they cannot be prosecuted. They
Did you hear what I just said? Some of us have invited stuff in our house by the words that we have spoken, but we need to repent and retract those words right now. And when we do, the blood of Jesus is going to go to work against those things. That's why when you start arguing in your house, I don't even know why I'm saying any of this. When you start arguing in your house and you start talking husbands and wives and children start saying stuff at each other, it activates something in the spirit. Praise the Lord. This is okay. I, because I'm going, I, 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 we're going to take care of this here tonight. Because I'm going to tell you something about this church. This church is, has, is in a warfare right now. Not because of the, of the territory it's going to take. But because of the territory it's taking currently. Well, I... Well, I'll say it again. Not because of the territory it's going to take, but because of the territory it's walking in currently. And the Bible said, oh, the Bible said, Pastor Bounds, the Bible said that they whispered against the land. That when they opened their mouth, it activated something that disqualified them from possessing what God said. And right now, not because of what we're getting ready to take, but because of what we're taking right this very second. Mm. Well, I got a few of you to believe that. I'm going to say it one more time. Because of the territory you're taking currently. Because of what you're taking currently. Because of what you're taking currently. Because of what you're walking in right now. And I want you to know something. You're just stepping into the entranceway of it. You're, you're, not, you're not all the way in it. You're just in the corridor right now. You've just stepped through the door. And God would have me to come here tonight to tell you, be careful what you say out of your mouth, lest you offend God by foolish speech. Lest we offend God by saying stuff out of our mouths. This is why I looked at, I told you last night, look at your brother and, or the person next to you and look at them and say, you're a better person than I am and I'm glad. Look at him again and tell him, you're a better person than I am and I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. He kando koto masandoya. I'm glad about it. We're going to rejoice when they get promoted. We're going to get excited when they, well, they're going to get excited about it. When they get healed, we're going to rejoice. When they get a breakthrough, we're going to rejoice. When they. 
Hello, somebody. When they when they get a healing, we're going to rejoice. When they get a promotion on their job, we're going to rejoice. When they get a new car, we're going to rejoice. If they get a new house, we're going to rejoice. Because that activates God's favor. Woo! I think we ought to praise the Lord and tell, tell the enemy, you're not going to get me jealous of my brother or sister. You're not going to get me jealous of them because I'm going to celebrate with him. This is where we are. I want to tell every person in this, I want to tell every ministry in this building right now, when your brother gets a promotion and they get elevated and they get something that you wanted so bad that you could taste it, but it didn't come to you right now, well, you God's going to test you to see how you're going to respond to their promotion Well, praise the Lord, because it's easy to say right now when there ain't no promotion going on. But we got to be excited for one another. We got to be excited. Brother Wade, uh, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. I'm going to tell you what's going on. This church is at the entranceway of a new territory. And God's saying, I want to shut the door behind you so that you don't have to go back. I want to, I want to tie all these loose ends up right now so those enemies from behind you don't try to sneak in the back door. And then you have to fight two different enemies, one from your past and one from where you're going. And I'm going to tell you something. I didn't come to plan. I didn't come here planning to preach this, but here I am. But I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost, we do not have the luxury to have a divided focus. We've got to shut the door behind us. Mm. And we can't keep opening it by saying stuff out of our mouths. That's going to open another door. Of attack. Oh yeah. I'm going to say it one more time. You're not battling right now. Brother Nehemiah. Because, because. You're going to take. New territory. You're battling right now. Because of the territory. Your feet are already in. That, that, oh, I'm telling you. You're, you're, you're not battling right now. Your loyalty is not being tested right now because of, where, because of where you're going, but because of where your feet are currently. Your loyalty is being tested, son, because there's an enemy that says, I don't want him coming through this door because if he comes through this door, I won't be able, I won't be able to control what happens next. I won't be able to control the favor that God pours out on him. I, I won't be able. I 
I want us to lift our hands right now. The Holy Ghost is speaking to us. Yeah, that's why some of your loyalty is being tested right now, not because of where you're going, but because of where you're already at. And the enemy says, if I can get you to open your mouth and I can get you to start, and I can sabotage that loyalty in your life, I can, I can take and I can mess your whole future up. I want us to pray in the Holy Ghost just a little bit more. The Spirit of God is ministering in here. Mm. My God. My God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, right now, nothing's going to stop this man from going all the way in to the territory you have for him. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to worship the Lord with everything we have. the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ma'am, those words will activate something if you'll just start opening your mouth and say, I'm healed and I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk in confidence with God. I'm healed. Every wound, every misunderstanding is being healed right now. Right now. <clears throat> did you know? Uh, did you know that when you open your mouth and you say certain things, it activates a disconnection? I'm going to say this for all of those that feel this disconnect. For some of you that are feel disconnected and you don't feel connected. I'm going to tell you why. It's because of the words that you speak out of your mouth. Because the words you speak out of your mouth, it activates a disconnection. You don't believe me? M Miriam spoke against Moses which was her natural brother. And the minute he, she did, God said, come stand before me. And God said, now because of your mouth, you activated a disconnection. Now she has to be put out of the camp for seven days. <clears throat> I wonder what she missed in those seven days. Mm. I wonder what she missed. 
I wonder the power of God. This is not negative. I'm trying to help some of you right now. Because God doesn't want you to be disconnected. God wants you to stay on board and connected to what he's doing because things are going to start happening so fast in this church that if you don't stay connected, you'll miss a turn somewhere. You'll miss a turn somewhere because this thing is accelerating at a rapid pace. I'm telling you that we're getting ready to step into a harvest that we're not going to be able to keep up with the Bible studies. We're not going to be able to keep up with the baptisms. We're not going to be able to keep up with the infillings. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. The angels of the Lord are gathered here. And they're looking at this church. And they're wanting to partner with this church. Saying, come on. Come on. Ask God to help you bridle your tongue. And help you to get involved with his purpose. One more time, lift your hands and worship the Lord. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, there is an unlocking of the hearing of the voice of God like you've never heard. And the Lord said, because of your conduct and your character, he's going to cause you to hear his voice in a way that you've never heard it. Praise God. Let's just worship the Lord one more time. I'm not, I don't want to get in a hurry past this. I'm, I'm, I don't want to pass this up in a hurry. I know it's a Monday night, but listen, we can't afford to pass up a move of God. And I don't feel rushed, but I don't want to miss anything the Holy Ghost would want to say. There's something to be said about those that know how to behave themselves wisely in God's presence. This is a very important time where every step we make has to be has to be on purpose. Everything we do has to be done on purpose. Every word we speak, we must be very careful because of what it may attract. And one word can attract the angelic. 
or it can attract the demonic. Some of you are battling depression right now because of something you spoke out of your mouth. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, if you'll repent of that right now, he if you'll repent of that right now, you'll be healed instantly. If you'll just repent, ma'am, it'll be it'll be removed from you right now in the name of Jesus. And this is how you do it. You say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for every word I have spoken that was not employed with your purpose. Right now, I ask you to forgive me. And I reverse those words right now. I reverse those words right now. And I release the opposite of those words I spoke in the name of Jesus. If you do that, you'll be healed. Your mind will be healed right now. Some of you, your mind has been like scrambled eggs the last several weeks. It's because you inadvertently said something out of your mouth. You don't even remember what you said. But you can repent right now and say, God, I spoke a word in haste. Something was spoken. Maybe you do remember it. But, it, but however it is, you need to say, Lord, every word I have spoken, every word that may have opened a door, I, I repent of it right now in the name of Jesus. Now, if you repented, lift your hands right now to the Lord. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, I loose you now from every, uh, uh, from every mental uh, struggle and every depression right now in the name of Jesus. I take authority right now over every emotional struggle. I loose you from it right now in the name of Jesus. And it will not be used against you ever again in the name of Jesus. And I command you to be delivered of it right this very second. Now open your mouth and begin to praise the Lord and begin to receive Not just physically, but emotionally. And you have to take that, you have to take that healing and you have to possess it just like you would a miracle. Praise God. You have to take it just like you would a miracle. Because it's a gift, the gifts of healing. Not gift, gifts. Gifts more than one. Where he can come right to you and say, be thou made whole. And all 
the weight you've been carrying will be loose from you. Would you like that? I know you would. Now lift your hands to the Lord. Every emotional weight I command to be made whole right now. I loose this precious sister from it. And I command you to be healed. The joy of the Lord to return to you. I loose, I loose replenishment upon your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and receive it, my sister. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. All of that weight can be lifted from you right this very second. This is not going to be a move of the Holy Ghost that you can analyze. This is not going to be a move of God that you're going to be able to sit down and get your calculator out and try to figure out how God did it. This is where many of you are right now. You're, you've got your, your mind involved in it. Well, praise the Lord. You got your mind involved in it because you received information from the world before you got a report from God. There are many of you in this room right now that the spirit of fear has paralyzed Okay, the spirit of fear has paralyzed. And God's saying, hey, Peter, come out of the boat. And you've got your calculator out saying, well, the waves are this high. <clears throat> the winds are blowing at this speed. That's what the other 11 did. Peter didn't do that. When he got that word from God to get out of that boat, he didn't measure the wind speed and he didn't measure how high the waves were. When God said, get out and come, right then. Right then. Because that first voice is God. The second voice is your flesh. Second voice is your flesh. And is it okay if I just be transparent here tonight? Is that all right? I, I, I in no way, my dear sister, want to offend anybody. But I'm going to tell you something. Well, that's okay. I, I'm going to tell you a little something in here. When we get to measuring how many cases they are, And we get to, listen, y'all, I, I, I am not oblivious 
to pain that people has gone through and I'm not insensitive to it. Is that okay? I am in no way insensitive to it. I'm not up here being reckless. But when you start measuring God's word against how many cases there are, And God's saying, come on, let's have a move of God. You know why there's people in this room that don't have no joy? It's because you withdrew from the harvest. You withdrew from the harvest because there's joy in the harvest. There's joy by getting your hands in the harvest. There are people in this room right now. That's why some of you don't have no joy right now. But I'm going to tell you, if you'll start praying and asking God to let you get employed with the harvest again, and you say, God, I, I know that they are saying this, the this is on the rise and all this is going on but I want to be employed with you and I want to work with you in your harvest because I want joy and I want the joy of the Lord See, I'm going to tell you something right now. The Bible said, he that goeth forth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again rejoicing. Rejoicing because there's a joy in the harvest. And I could care less, forgive me if this sounds offensive, but I could care less what CNN is saying. I could care less what Fox News is saying. I could care less what MSNBC is saying. I could care less about any of those other outlets. I believe the report of the Lord. And his report says I am healed. His report says I shall live and not die. Oh, somebody praise the name of the Lord in this house. Somebody praise the name of the Lord in this house. It's time to join in with what God's doing. If Jesus rejoices with the harvest, then that's the place I want to be. Oh, I'm coming to a close. I'm sorry I've kept you so long. My God. I've kept you. I, don't, I didn't mean to. But I'm telling you right now, and I'm not being, uh, well, I'm not going to say it again. I'm not being insensitive. But I'm telling you right now, well, uh, and you know what happens? I've been going to churches, and they've been sitting there, and they've been operating and acting like there's nothing to be rejoicing about. I've walked in churches, and Brother Cody, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing all the melancholy attitudes. And so is God. God is tired of the melancholy. God's, I, God's saying, I'm tired of the lukewarm. I'm not talking about the anchor now. I, I, I'm talking about God saying, I'm tired of the lukewarm. 
where we just come to the house of God and sit there and act like there's nothing to be excited about when there's a harvest hanging over our heads, when there's a harvest just within our reach. And you know why I had you say what I had you say several minutes ago about I'm healed and I can get up now? Because if you don't tell yourself that, you'll sit in a, a cave of despair. You'll sit in a cave of despair and you won't do anything. There's people that's been locked up in their houses for months and months and months because of fear. And I'm not even talking about elderly people. I'm talking about people. There are ministers that are not even going out to preach because they're, because of, because they're concerned about X, Y, Z. Is this okay? I had a friend of mine. I hate that this is on. Is this on live stream? I hate it. But it's all right. I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine go somewhere. And. Well, anyway. I won't get into that. I'll just tell you this. It, it's not the will of God for us to trim down our services and try to put God in a time constraint and say, well, we can only have church for an hour now because the live stream comes on at a certain time and we got to be out of here because we got people that are sitting at home and they've made up their minds they're not coming to church. What you mean you're not coming to church? Did you find another church to go to? Oh, no, this will always be my church. Uh, but I'm not coming to the building anymore. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm telling you right now. They said, they said well, this will be our church to the day we die. Wait a minute. What do you mean you're not coming back to church? You'll go to Target, but you won't come to church. You'll go to Walmart, but you won't come to the house of God. You'll... I'm coming through something right now because this church is poised to have the greatest harvest it's ever had. But we cannot, we shall not operate in fear. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put God in a box and expect him to move in my time slot. We're going to let the Holy Ghost move. We're going to stay here as long as it takes to get God moving. I, uh, we're going to stay here. If God's moving, we're not shutting it down. If God's moving, it doesn't matter who gets offended. It doesn't matter who likes it. We're going to move in the Holy Ghost. Because God called us to walk in faith and by faith and 
through faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And when you take, it's not the anchor, y'all, but I'm telling you that's the attitude that's trying to pervade upon the apostolic church. Just, just, just cookie cut it so you know it looks all good and nice, and I'm all for that. But I'm not. When you've got... When you've got a service and they're trying to say, well, we want to get out of here in an hour so we can get our little stuff together, so we can edit the video, so we can show it to those that, that don't want to come. God said, no. The problem ain't coronavirus. It's a spirit they've entertained. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, the worst thing that happens when we got that first stimulus check. Well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. The worst thing that happens when we got that first stimulus check. You know why? Because we found out the 75-inch screens were on sale down at Walmart. Well, praise the Lord. And then we went down there and we got us a 75-inch screen with a PS5 that 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 we found that we and we hooked up our new Disney Plus account and then we got our new Netflix account. Oh, I know y'all ain't gonna say nothing, but that's okay. And and then we got our Hulu account and 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 we got our NFL uh, ticket pass. We got our NFL ticket pass, and we got all that, and we went down there, and I was praying this afternoon in the hotel, and I started saying, Lord, I bind distractions. I take authority over distractions. And you know what the Holy Ghost said to me, Bishop Bounds? The Holy Ghost said to me, you cannot bind distractions. You've got to eliminate distractions. You've got to uproot distractions. You've got to tear down the distractions. I'm telling you right now, there's a shift happening in this service right now. we got to eliminate the distractions. we got to get the entertainment out of our spirits. This ain't your favorite TV series. This ain't your favorite sports team. When you're coming up here leading worship, this is the presence of God. And I'm going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Why don't somebody give God a praise like he's done something for you? I said, why don't you praise God like he's done something for you? I know you're trying to follow protocol, and I respect that. But right there where you're standing, you can turn that into a hallelujah corner. Hallelujah. 
Well, I just don't want to crowd nobody. I just don't want to make nobody uncomfortable. I want to tell you right now, you need to tell those spirits that's been tormenting you, I'm going to make you uncomfortable here tonight. Come on, it's been a while since some of you shouted. Shout right where you're standing. That's it, my brother. That's what I'm talking about right there. We need a breaking out in this house. Does somebody else want to praise God? Does somebody else want to get a little radical? You know what you're doing right now? You're tearing down the idols. You know what you're doing right now? You're letting that thing know you're not going to rule me no more. You know what Esther said? Esther said, if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to see the king. If I perish, I perish, but I'm going to have a breakthrough in my family. Yeah, yeah, we don't have energy to praise the Lord sometimes because we gave our energies all to binge watching that, that series we want to watch. But I say in the name of Jesus, it's time to tear it down. If you can't dance when you come to the house of God, something's wrong at the house and you need to shut some stuff down. I feel a boldness on me right now. I feel like going and killing some stuff in this service right now. I said, if you can't dance when you come to church, there's something at the house that's robbing you of your energies. Praise God. I made up my mind.
Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. If you're standing next to somebody and you feel appropriate, grab your, your neighbor's hand next to you and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost with them right now. We're going to eliminate distractions. We're eliminating distractions. We're tearing down every idol. We're bringing every stronghold down. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. And before you go into the promise, before you go all the way in, you've got to eliminate the distractions. Get them out of your tent now. Yeah. No more sitting on the sideline and multitasking and looking at Facebook when we come in the house of God. No more sitting there scrolling through social media while the Spirit of God's trying to move. God said, I want distractions eliminated. You can't bind them, you gotta get them out. I am not the pastor of this house. I don't even pretend to have any spiritual authority as, as it pertains to the direction of this church. But I say what I'm going to say in the fear of God. 
that obedience always precedes demonstration. And in the next little bit, God is going to begin to speak to us about the removal of some unnecessary things. And when we do, there will be an unlocking demonstration in your house that it will absolutely blow your mind what will happen. I'm talking about in the next few days. If you will submit your flesh, I don't know what it is, and I'm not saying anybody in this building is sinning. What I am saying is God's saying you can't bind distractions. You've got to eliminate them. That's why the Apostle Paul said lay aside every weight and the sin that so doth easily beset us because you can't run with attachments to you. And God is wanting this church to run. I said, God's wanting this church to run. I'm not talking about running the aisles. He's wanting us to run because the harvest is going to be quick. And we don't have time to walk around getting the harvest. We're going to have to run and gather, run and gather, run and gather. Oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? No, because I don't really care. Did you hear what so and so, did you see what so and so posted on social media? No, and I don't really care. It's a distraction, and I can't worry about it. Ooh, did you see what so and so said about politics? No, because I don't really care. Because God's not Republican, and He's not Democrat. I'm going to say it again. God's not Republican and he's not Democrat. He's sovereign. There's not an R by God's name and there ain't a D by God's name. God said, I, I am God and beside me there is none else. I'm going to tell some of us right now, we got to be careful in this season that we don't ruin our witness by getting involved in stuff that God's not even involved in. Ruining our witness, warring with each other because over an R or a D. I'm going to give you a newsflash. The apostles didn't get involved in that stuff. Oh, well, that went over really well. I'll try that again. Have you ever read that scripture where God said, I raise up kings and I set down kings? Mm. Well, that, that got real quiet. I'll try that again. Have you ever read that scripture where God says, I raise up kings and I set down kings? Mm -hmm. You know why? Because 
whoever's in office at this moment, they're a pawn in the hand of God. And, and God's pulling the strings. Oh, praise the Lord. You know what God's doing? He's waking up the church. He's saying, stop getting involved with stuff that's a distraction. Stop waiting to get your last political point in so you can prove your point while you ruin your witness. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not being offensive here, but I know what I'm talking about because I've seen even ministry get on social media and say some of the most dumbest stuff, and they've ruined their credibility. Not me. Hello. Well, just say it out of your mouth. Not me. I'm not doing it. If you can't refrain and you can't use temperance and you can't use restraint, delete your account. You'll be better off. Come on, somebody, because I want to be involved in the harvest, and I don't want nothing hindering me. I want to be a soul winner. If you want to be that, you ought to clap your hands with all that you've got. I'm going to turn it to your pastor, but we ought to open our mouths, and we ought to say, God, no more distractions. Just begin to open your heart, open your mouth, and begin to praise him. For he is marvelous and he does all things well. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be healed tonight and filled and strengthened. Oh, in the name of the Lord, receive of your miracle. Receive of your healing. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's stand all over the building. The, the hand of the Lord is in this room. The hand of the Lord is upon us. It is high time. It is time that we reach the people that God has called us to reach. I was told, remain standing. The Lord wants to do something in us tonight. Amen. Now is the time. For many years we talked about what would happen. We need to start talking about what is happening it's not just future territory. It's right now what's happening. I feel this tonight. When Jesus stepped in the one place, the devil says, why have you come to torment us before our time? Because God understands the time. And that now there are some things he's wanting to do right now that some are trying to put off later because the devil is the master of delay. I do believe that coronavirus and one of its purposes and one of the role of what's happened and how the devil can use that is to delay the church from doing what it was called to do. 
We cannot delay another day, another minute, another hour. There is a revival. There is a harvest. God's doing something in North America like we've never seen before. He really is. There's a deep, there's going to be a wake up in this country and millions are going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in North America. How many believe it? Would you shout amen? That's what the Spirit is saying to us. I, I heard, and thank you from Brother Wade for instructing us and redirecting us. I think we ought to clap our hands and thank God for the man of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remain, remain standing. I, I heard the story of a preacher. The preacher told the story that their men's group decided to go fishing in the Gulf. While they were there in the Gulf and said it was, it was, the ocean was almost like a lake. It was very calm. The winds were very calm. The sky was blue. The, the fishermen were happy. They seemed like when they would throw in, they caught so many fish. They had such a great time after a day fishing. They said, you know what we need to do? We need to do this next year. Sounds like some fishermen, I know. Well, let's do this again next year. Next year, they, 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 they hired the captain and the boat and went out. But this day, it was a little different. This day, it was, it was cloudy. The winds were strong. The waves were high. They went out to the place where the fish would be. And the, the problem was with the winds and the, and, the, and the sea that the fishermen got sick. They became seasick. And said the captain looked out on the boat and every fisherman that was there in that men's group had went down into the ship into their bunks that they had there and they were seasick and they were down in the bunks of the ship. And, and, and when the captain looked out, not one person was throwing a line. Not one person was on the bow of the ship fishing. That was the whole purpose of being there was to go fishing. And the captain understood what was going on. He walks down to the bottom of the ship and he said, Hey, listen, I realize you're a bunch of preachers, but I'm going to preach to you. That's what the captain of the boat said. Let me know the church and even preachers need preached to. He said, I'm going to preach to you. He said, none of you are going to get over the sickness by hiding out in the bottom of this boat. You will not get over seasickness by being in the boat. He said, you've got to get up on the boat. He said, if you will get your eye off of the waves and get your eye on the horizon, seasickness is going to leave you. And you can start fishing again. Can I say to the church, you've got to get your eye off of CNN. You've got to get your eye off of every negative report and get your eye on the sun. If you get your eye on the sun, you'll start fishing. The fish are biting. Amen. Harvest is here. People are hungry. It's a distraction, Simon Peter. Get your eye on Jesus. He's going to calm the storm. But if I get my eye on every wave and every, everything that's on social media, everything on media, I'm going to go hide in my bunker instead of getting involved with God. What was my purpose of being here? Listen, there's a lost world that's waiting on you. We heard that in the interpretation tonight. There are people waiting on us. Let's go fishing. Let's reach a harvest. There's people that want to be saved. I want you to lift your hands and start praying for the lost. Come on, in the name of Jesus. We're close to the coming of the Lord.
The time is short for people to get ready. God, I pray that you would minister, you would heal, you would draw those that are hungry for you. God, I pray you would send us, oh Lord, as fishers of men to reach the lost with the gospel of glad tidings of good things, with the message of the gospel. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.